Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we are going to be previewing week eight of the NFL season with an episode that we call Buy or Sell. Going to be talking about the guys that I like and don't like heading into this week for season long and daily fantasy in the NFL. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, please rate and subscribe. It really helps me out. Uh, We're trying to build an audience base here, and so if you just help me get the word out, I would really appreciate it. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. Going to be dropping some nuggets on there, some different stats, some different facts for uh, golf, college football, and the NFL coming up every week. Pretty much we post something on Twitter every day. And also, if you're interested in my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Coming up on the podcast uh, tomorrow, we will be previewing the late slate of college football. We had an early slate preview yesterday, late slate preview today. If you are interested in playing college football daily fantasy, I would highly recommend it. It's much easier to play than NFL daily fantasy because there's less experts, there's less sharps, there's less knowledge, and there's less research being done. And guess what? I did a lot of the research for you in recording those two episodes. So check it out. Give college football daily fantasy a try if you have not. I promise it is fun. It's enjoyable. It makes Saturdays a little more exciting. All right, so without further ado, let's get a quick word from our friends at Anchor, and then we're going to start talking about quarterbacks for this week. So on buy or sell, we try to avoid the obvious names. Obviously, I'm not going to come on here and say that I'm buying Josh Allen because he is the number one quarterback in fantasy. But I think this guy deserves a special mention. He's my second-ranked quarterback for this week, and he would be my quarterback three for the rest of the season, and that is Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that Jalen Hurts, if you drafted him, you are reaping the benefits of it because he could be drafted depending on who you drafted with as quarterback six or quarterback seven. And honestly, I think he's going to return quarterback three value. I think he is past the other guys that were in front of him, like um, Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray. And I really like the matchup this week, too, that he gets. You know, they're getting to play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is 24th against quarterbacks so far. And that includes a pretty weak schedule. They played games against Tampa, New England, and Cleveland, all who have subpar passing offenses right now in the NFL. Yes, I included Tampa on that list. So Pittsburgh's ranking could very easily be worse if they played more competent quarterbacks. Now, also with Jalen Hurts, he has played three games against defenses that are 20th or worse against quarterbacks. And in those three games, he has not been under 24 points. I think he's a lock to get 24 points this week. Um, So, you know, roll him out in daily. Obviously, he's starting in your season-long lineups. But I just wanted to go ahead and give Jalen Hurts a shout-out because I think that he is really increasing his value for the rest of the season. And he really is looking like the quarterback that was the bargain this year. Second quarterback that is on the buy list is Andy Dalton of the New Orleans Saints. So we recently just learned that Andy Dalton has kind of beat out Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is back healthy, and they are still going to start Andy Dalton. And look, there's only one stat you need to know about Andy Dalton this week. He is playing the Las Vegas Raiders, and every quarterback that has played the Las Vegas Raiders has put up a top 10 performance that week. Yes, that includes Davis Mills. Davis Mills had a top 10 week against the Raiders. So you're telling me that if Davis Mills has a top 10 week against the Raiders, Andy Dalton can't have a top 10 week against the Raiders when he's got Chris Olave, he's got Alvin Kamara, he might have Michael Thomas to throw to. Uh, I just think that, you know, there's a lot of upside for Andy. I don't mind, you know, streaming him as a starting quarterback. I don't mind rolling him out in daily fantasy. I think that the matchup is golden. I think that he can be had for free in pretty much in daily and in season long. So I think that, you know, a lot of upside for Andy Dalton this week. The last quarterback on the buy list is Sam Ellinger of the Indianapolis Colts. So this is more so um, 
just to kind of give you a a little bit of awareness about Sam Ellinger because he is starting in place of Matt Ryan. So I watched Sam Ellinger for four years at Texas. I could go over pretty much um, not every throw of his career, but I could give you a whole two hours on Sam Ellinger and how much I loved him as a quarterback at Texas. But I'm going to try to be unbiased and give you a realistic scouting report here. Sam Ellinger does have NFL level accuracy. Um, He is a very poised quarterback. He's not going to Um, get skittish under the pocket, you know, like in the pocket, he's not going to feel a whole lot of pressure. He's very uh, calculated too. When he wants to run, he's going to put his head down and he's going to get yards. He's not afraid of contact. He's a guy that you can run quarterback ISO, quarterback power, read option, RPO. You know, you can do all kinds of things with your offense with Sam Ellinger at quarterback. Now he does not throw the best deep ball. He didn't attempt a lot of deep balls at Texas. That's not the forte of his game. He doesn't have a cannon of an arm, but he is accurate. He is a very smart, high IQ football player, and he does have that rushing upside. So here's the thing with Sam Ellinger. I personally am streaming him as a starter. In a league where I had Justin Herbert as my quarterback, I didn't carry a backup. And so looking at the waiver wire this week, I'd rather have Sam Ellinger than the likes of Russell Wilson, than the likes of Daniel Jones. So, you know, if he's... If he's open as a streamer in your league, yes, absolutely play him. Now, I really want to talk about his value in daily fantasy. Currently on DraftKings, Sam Ellinger is priced at the minimum for quarterbacks at $4,000. And Jalen Hurts is over $8,000 on DraftKings. So when you think about it in terms of a points per dollar basis, Ellinger only has to get like half the points of a lot of these other starters to pay off his value. And so even if Hertz were to score, I don't know, say 32 points, which would be an outstanding performance by Hertz, all Ellinger would need to give you, you know, his payoff would be 16. And so if you look at it, 200 yards and two touchdowns, that's 16 points. You know, even if that's not even counting rushing yards. So like 200 yards, two touchdowns, maybe a pick, we'll give him a pick. And then 40 rushing yards, that's 18 fantasy points. So if you think that Ellinger has a reasonable path to 18 fantasy points, which I which I really do because I just outlined it, then he's absolutely worth the look in daily fantasy and worth the look as a streamer in season-long fantasy. Now, there is one quarterback that is on the sell list for me this week, and that is Lamar Jackson. So Lamar Jackson started off the season really, really hot. And then, you know, it seems like a recurring theme with the Ravens Injuries started piling up. And so Lamar Jackson has not been over 17 fantasy points since week three. That offense is really, really banged up at the offensive line and at the skill position players. I don't think this is the same offense that we saw week one. And when we look at Tampa's defense too, I mentioned how bad their offense was earlier, but Tampa's defense has been pretty good. They've only given up over 23 points one time this season, and that was against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, widely regarded as one of the best offenses in the league, if not the best offense in the league. So I think this is a Thursday night game. We always talk about how Thursday night games are more sloppy. There's more penalties. There's more, you know, just kind of goofs in the game. And so, in my opinion, this would be a game where I would hammer the under. I would, you know, if I have another option other than Lamar Jackson, I would try to find one. But if you don't have one, obviously you're probably still going to start him in season long. But I don't like him in daily fantasy formats this week either. So Lamar Jackson is my quarterback that is on the sell list. All right, so let's switch it on over to running backs. For the running back position, I have four names that are going to be on the buy list this week. The first one is Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. So Alvin Kamara, ever since he has returned from injury, has been 
pretty solid. I mean, those performances, you know, they probably haven't won you a week, but they definitely haven't lost you a week either. He's had over 18 touches in every game since his return, and he hasn't scored a touchdown since in this entire season. So I think he is in for some touchdown regression. I think he's going to find the end zone, if not this week, sooner rather than later. And I just kind of really trust the workload that he's getting now, and I think Vegas is a bad defense. So I think that this all really outlines well for Alvin Kamara. I think we can finally see him get in the end zone this week, and he is on the buy list for me this week. Travis Etienne is the second running back on the buy list. So if you were a Travis Etienne fantasy owner, you were probably made really, really excited by the James Robinson trade because this cleared up a path for full workhorse back usage for Travis Etienne. Um, there's a guy in one of my leagues that I've been trying to trade for Travis Etienne for about three weeks now, and he just wasn't having it, wasn't having it. And, you know, the price tag went up after the James Robinson trade. So I'm not going to be getting him in that league, but I do have him in one league. Um, so let me give you some actual stats that back it up. Travis Etienne was increasing in usage every week this season while James Robinson was still on the roster, and he has averaged over eight yards per carry in back-to-back weeks. If he averages eight yards per carry against Denver, getting a full running back workload, that's an easy path to easy fantasy points. Travis Etienne is pretty much an RB1 the rest of the season, in my opinion. Raheem Mostert of the Miami Dolphins, you know, kind of went over as a, you know, just kind of an underrated signing for them. You know, it was really expected it was going to be Chase Edmonds' backfield, but now, Moster is being used as the workhorse. He is getting a bulk of the carries. He's getting a bulk of the work on third down and in the red zone, which is not what we expected at all. And so I kind of think that if you got Moster, you got to be really happy. You got to be starting him this week. Detroit is 31st against running backs, so it's a really good matchup. So Raheem Moster is on my buy list for the week. The last running back that is on the buy list this week is Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. Currently, as it stands, Ezekiel Elliott is questionable and not expected to play. And I got to be honest, I like Pollard if Zeke does play, and I really like Pollard if Zeke doesn't play. I think he's a top 20 play if Zeke plays, and I think he's a top 10, possibly even top 5 play if Zeke does not play. So let's talk about all the stats that go in Pollard's favor. So Tony Pollard out-touched Ezekiel Elliott in Week 7, and he averaged almost 7 yards per carry. Looking at this backfield, Pollard is now becoming the more explosive player, more usage in the passing game, and like I said, he even out-touched Ezekiel Elliott, so he averaged more yards per carry on more carries. He is the more explosive player. He's a threat to break one every time he touches the ball, and I really like the matchup this week. The Bears are on a short week, you know, playing on Monday night against New England, and they just gave up 19 fantasy points to Ramondre Stevenson, the Patriots running back, and they also just traded Robert Quinn, who is one of the best players on that front seven. So, I think everything shapes up for Tony Power to be in very good position this week. Now, obviously, I'm very much obligating for him in season long. In daily fantasy, he's going to be very highly owned. So we talk about leverage on here every now and then. I don't know if you're going to have a whole lot of leverage if you play Tony Power in daily fantasy, but you obviously want him on your team if he scores 30 points. So um, he just kind of word of caution there if you're playing him in daily is that he's going to be highly owned, but I do really like Tony Pollard's chances this week of putting in a really, really good performance. He's the last running back on the buy list. There are three running backs that make the sell list this week. I'm going to kind of lump two of them together, though, and those are the two Detroit Lions running backs, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. You know, in fantasy football, we want to avoid situations that are 
unpredictable. Obviously, we also want to avoid situations that are not good situations, but we definitely want to avoid unpredictable. We want to know what's going to happen. And right now with this Lions running back room, I don't know what's going to happen. DeAndre Swift is returning from injury, and I don't know if he's going to get his full workload or not. I also don't know if, even if he is 110% healthy, if Jamal Williams didn't do enough to cut into some of DeAndre Swift's workload. So I just don't really know how the carries, how the touches, how the targets are going to shake out. And the matchup isn't that great either. So I really just kind of want to avoid this situation with I can, if I can. I want to kind of play a wait-and-see game to see how it goes this week with DeAndre Swift back to see what the shares look like in terms of who's getting the football and who is on the field. The second running back that is on the sell list is James Robinson of the newly acquired James Robinson of the New York Jets. Um, so I really like James Robinson's upside with the Jets, but not this week. Um, you know, he just got traded midweek. It takes a lot for a running back to learn a playbook, to learn a system in one week. And I just don't really think that this is the great spot to use him in. However, I do really think he has a lot of upside with the Jets. Um, I think he's definitely a target to trade for, especially right now while we don't know what he's going to be with the Jets. Obviously, he's not going to step in and be Brees Hall. But if you look at the effectiveness that Brees Hall had just in the run game, not even counting like Brees Hall's targets and pass catching ability, I think that Robinson can kind of get at least 75-80% of that. So I think that Robinson is definitely a good guy to trade for. In a league that I am in, I recently just traded for James Robinson. I traded Clyde edwards Lair and Curtis Samuel for James Robinson, and I have no regrets about that at all because it allowed me to go to the waivers and pick up another wide receiver. Um, so I think that that's about the value where he's at is I think he's a flex play as of right now. I think that he can turn into a starter depending on what he does in this offense. But like I said, he's on the sell list this week. I don't like playing a running back the week he was traded. So, um, not this week, but I really do like James Robinson's upside with the New York Jets. All right. So let's switch gears now and let's talk about pass catchers. The first receiver that is on the buy list for me this week is DeAndre Hopkins of the Arizona Cardinals. So we knew that he was coming back from his six-game suspension for last Thursday night. What we didn't know is how much he was going to be used. Well, guess what? He got 14 targets. So clearly, he is right back in the swing of things, right back into the flow of this offense. And now he gets a long week of practice, which he had not been able to do under his suspension. So he gets the opportunity to build that chemistry with Kyler Murray, you know, kind of figure out his role in the offense, which appears that it's going to be an absolute target machine. Also, he now gets a matchup against Minnesota, who is one of the in the bottom half of the league in terms of giving up fantasy points to wide receivers. So I really like DeAndre Hopkins this week. I think he could very well be in line for another 14 target week. Speaking of 14 targets, Chris Olave is the second receiver on the buy list this week. He also had 14 targets last Thursday night. Now he gets a matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, I already mentioned how Andy Dalton has a great matchup. Well, guess what? If a quarterback has a great matchup, it's a great matchup for his wide receivers as well. Now, let me give you a stat on Chris Olave that if this is a guy who is not on your radar, who you are not starting, this stat might really impress you. So in, in the advanced stats, there's a stat called air yards, which is they take the targets of a wide receiver, all of their targets, caught or uncaught, and see where the receiver was at the point where they were going to make the catch, whether they made it or not. It, like I said, doesn't matter whether they caught the ball or not. But air yards is indicative of a guy who's being targeted a lot and targeted deep. Guess who leads the NFL in air yards? 
Yeah, you probably saw where this was going. It's Chris Olave. It's not Tyreek Hill. It's not Stefan Diggs. It's not anybody else. It is Chris Olave that leads the NFL in air yards, which is kind of insane as a rookie. It means that he's getting targeted a lot and targeted deep, which are two things that we really like in our fantasy football players. I am all in on Chris Olave for this week. The last receiver on the buy list is DJ Moore of the Carolina Panthers who had a season resurrection last week against Tampa Bay. He got in the end zone, and he had over a 40% target share. If that 40% target share continues, it's going to be like one of the highest in the league, if not the highest in the league at the end of the season. So you got to think about why he got that 40% target share, though. Christian McCaffrey, traded. Robbie Anderson, traded. All those targets got to go to somebody, and last week they went right back to DJ Moore. So I am right back in on DJ Moore. The Falcons' pass defense has allowed every team that has played them to beat their average in passing yards this year. And so while the Carolina Panthers, they're not a great offense, they don't average a lot of passing yards, if they beat their average, it's likely going to be because they're throwing the ball to DJ Moore. So DJ Moore is the last wide receiver on the buy list. On the sell list, the first guy, Obviously, in season-long fantasy, if you have this guy, you are starting him, but I'm a little bit cautious about him, especially in daily fantasy formats, and that is Debo Samuel. So Debo Samuel has topped 80 yards receiving only in one game this season, and he's averaging only eight targets per game. I also think that this is going to be the full Christian McCaffrey week. We're going to get to see what Christian McCaffrey can do in this offense, and so he's going to be getting carries and getting targets, taking a few touches away from Debo as well. And right now, I also don't think Debo Samuel is fully healthy. He just doesn't look like the same dynamic player, you know, true playmaking type player that when the ball's in his hands, good things happen. He doesn't look like that this season. Now, if you're looking for, you know, a little bit of optimism, I mentioned that he topped 80 yards receiving in one game this season. That was against the Los Angeles Rams. And honestly, the 49ers kind of own the Rams. So it wouldn't shock me if he goes out and has a really big performance, but I'm just a little bit worried about Debo Samuel. He's not getting his normal volume of touches. He doesn't look fully healthy, and so I'm just a little bit cautious about him. And in season long, like I said, you're probably starting him, but I'm avoiding him in daily, and I just don't think it's a good spot for him this week. Second receiver on the sell list is Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. So let me give you a stat that kind of should show you some concern for Gabriel Davis. So... There's a stat called fantasy points over expectation, where if you look at the quality of the targets, the location of the targets, and you know just kind of the general situation of the game, it's going to kind of figure out how much fantasy points a receiver should have given their target share and given the location of the targets. Currently, Gabriel Davis leads the league in fantasy points over expectation. The translation, he's getting kind of lucky and he's getting in the end zone a lot. So we don't think that this is going to be able to continue and sustain itself for season long. And the matchup against Green Bay is not great. Green Bay is seventh against wide receivers. So I don't think this is a good spot for Gabriel Davis at all. I think that if you are somebody who has him on your roster, this would be a great time to sell high while he's coming off of those two brilliant performances before their bye week. At tight end, I got two names for the buy list. The first one is Irv Smith Jr. of the Minnesota Vikings. And some of you might be thinking like, huh, like, like what has he done? 
It's not that complicated, y'all. Death, taxes, and play your tight ends against the Cardinals. And this week, Minnesota is against the Cardinals. And so I really like Irv Smith Jr.'s ability to put up some points this week. He's very low-priced on FanDuel and DraftKings. He is probably available on the waiver wire in your season-long league. I think he's a great streaming option. I think he's a great daily fantasy option because of that matchup against the Cardinals. Second tight end on the buy list is Harrison Bryant of the Cleveland Browns. So David Njoku is going to miss two to five weeks. And if you look back at recent years, this tight end room was really crowded. And it had Njoku, Harrison Bryant, and Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper's no longer there. So Harrison Bryant is going to be the guy that plays tight end for the Browns this week. And Jacoby Brissett loves himself some tight ends. So we're going to be looking at a guy in Harrison Bryant who is going to see seven or eight targets in this game against the Bengals. And especially if he finds the end zone, that's a really solid play. He's probably available on the waiver wire in your league. So go pick him up, give him a shot. If Especially if you have a tight end on a bye week or if you have Njoku. So I think that Harrison Bryant makes a lot of sense for a lot of people this week. The only tight end that finds his way on the sell list is TJ Hawkinson. So if you drafted TJ Hawkinson, you're probably sitting there looking at his ranking thinking that it's not so bad, right? But here's the issue. TJ Hawkinson scored about 60% of his points on the season in one week, that 137-point half PPR performance that he had. So honestly, all the other weeks have been duds from TJ Hawkinson. And I think that this week could be another dud for TJ Hawkinson. When Amon Ross St. Brown is in this offense and when both the running backs are in this offense, Hawkinson's not going to be getting targeted a lot. It's just plain and simple. The targets go to those other guys. The one big performance he had was when Amon Ra was out. It was when DeAndre Swift was out. So I just don't really like the prospects of TJ Hawkinson this week. I think if you drafted him in season long, you might be forced to play him. But if there is a streaming option, I would probably go with it until TJ Hawkinson shows some signs of turning this thing around. All right, so that is it for the buy or sell this week for week eight. Hopefully I gave you some names to look out for to get in your lineups or out of your lineups in both season long and daily fantasy formats. Hopefully this was helpful. If you are interested in my full DFS lineups, head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. Also make sure you are following me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. Uh, Give out good stats pretty much every day pertaining to golf, college football, and NFL. So if you're here listening just for NFL, I do have NFL on the Twitter feed. And also feel free to send me your start and sit questions. I have no problem chiming in on those. Um, Like I said, follow me on Twitter, send me a tweet. I'll be more than happy to answer them. All right, so like I said, hopefully that guys helps you out heading into this week. Appreciate you guys for listening, and I will see you next time.